0: Locked on Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Friday, January 28th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you like what you're listening to today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. It'll only take a quick click of a button. It'll help me out tremendously, and it's all for free. Wherever you may be listening to your podcasts, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc., it's all a hundred percent for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. All right, good afternoon, everyone. And as always, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks and for making the show your first listen here before. you kick off your weekend. Happy Friday, everyone, of course. Hope everyone out there listening to the show's ready for a great weekend coming up, and there's no better way to start it off than with some Blackhawks Friday night hockey. But unfortunately, this game tonight does come against a red-hot Colorado Avalanche team that's just running through their opposition at will right now, and of course, also defeated the Blackhawks by a score of 2 to nothing back on Monday. So on the show here today, folks, I'll go over a full preview of the matchup later on this evening with the Colorado Avalanche. I'll also go over all of the Blackhawks' latest roster moves and injury updates. And then to wrap things up, I'll discuss the latest rumor that came out yesterday about the current search for a new general manager. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. First things first this morning, though, folks. Definitely not the best news coming out here to start, start the day because uh, not only did Jonathan Taze not take part in the morning skate, but the Blackhawks announced also that he has been placed in concussion protocol. Definitely Not what you wanted to hear to start your morning, and also not what you want to hear when you think about everything that Jonathan Taze has been through, the tough road he's traveled just to get himself back on the ice this season. We all know how tough of a year it's been. Taze hasn't responded probably the way he would admit, even that he would have liked to. The production hasn't been there on a nightly basis. It's been tough. And now he's faced with another big unknown about his status going forward and I actually uh just saw a video clip on Twitter of the hit that very likely was the one that sent Taze into concussion protocol it came back on Wednesday in the third period against Detroit when Taze was hit into the boards by Joe Volano, a forward of the Red Wings um wasn't a dirty hit or anything by any means. Just kind of a bang bang collision up against the glass, and it looked like Taze. I couldn't tell if he happened to hit his head just only on the glass, and that's what caused the injury, or if he hit his head on the ledge that's kind of sticking out there where uh, the top of the boards meets the glass and the stanchions and all that. I I couldn't tell if that's exactly what he hit his head on, but if that was the case, I mean, I couldn't imagine the damage that that could have possibly done. a really scary situation here for Captain Jonathan Taze. All we can really do right now is um hope for the best and hope that he's not dealing with too serious of symptoms or anything along those lines um because he has sadly suffered a few other concussions over the course of his career. The big one that comes to mind was. Back in 2011, I think, when Willie Mitchell of the Vancouver Canucks rammed him after taking like two steps out of the penalty box. Uh, It was actually one of the worst and dirtiest hits I've ever seen in my entire life while watching hockey. You clearly could tell what Mitchell's intent was coming out of the penalty box, catching Taze with his head down and just going shoulder to the head. It was horrible. Um, But we got the last laugh we wind up winning three Stanley Cubs. Vancouver winds up burning down their own city. Anyways, Jonathan Tays being in concussion protocol, of course, not news that anyone wanted to hear this morning. Uh, and obviously with him not taking part in the morning skate, he's not going to be able to suit up here tonight against the Avs, leaving a pretty big hole there on the Blackhawks' second line. And looking um, at what Derek King went with, for his forward group at the Morning Skate. Apparently, that was just kind of a smoke screen. I don't really know what he was kind of doing there because um, when he went on to talk with the media later, he told them it was going to be a completely different line combination than when he what he went with like 30 minutes earlier. I don't know if I necessarily uh, agree with that decision. Not really sure what it was. I don't know if he was just kind of like, yeah, go out there and U3, uh, U3, three, three, why not? I don't know. I don't really see the point of that, but what actually is going to wind up being the forward lines for the Blackhawks tonight, the top line will remain Brandon Hagel, Dylan Strome, and Patrick Kane. No surprise there. Um, but with Taves out, the Blackhawks are going to switch things up on their second line. Alex DeBrinkett will remain. But Kirby Doc's going to hop up into that second-line center role, and he's going to take Philip Kurashev with him. So that second line tonight will be Dabrinkit, Doc, and Kurashev. Big chance uh, for Doc and Kurashev to get it going, playing with the Blackhawks MVP so far this season and their lone All-Star representative. And then down on the third line, unfortunately, my boy Top 6 Sam's no longer Top 6 Sam as he's been bumped down playing with Dominic Kubelik Sam Lafferty and Brett Connolly interestingly enough is going to be the one who's jumping into the lineup with Jonathan Taves out. Uh it's been kind of a whirlwind last 48 hours for Connolly. He was placed on waivers by the Blackhawks on Wednesday. It's the second time he's gone through that process so far this season. And it also wound up <clears throat> excuse me, also wound up being the second time that he cleared waivers. So, um not I'm sure he he was probably pretty um aware that he wasn't going to get picked up by another team based on the fact that uh, he carries a $3.5 million cap hit. He was probably hopeful that someone would give him a chance, but based on that number, I just can't see that happening, especially with that um, not expiring until the end of next year, not even this season. Uh, But here Connolly is, after all of that, back up in the Blackhawks lineup because of injuries. Uh, One thing I did want to mention, Jujar Uh, Did return to the ice this morning. He's missed the last four games with a lower back injury, but King said he's just not quite ready for game action at this point, which isn't all that surprising, I believe. This was the first time Kara's been back on the ice since suffering that injury, so probably going to be a couple of days. Maybe he'll be able to go on Monday against Vancouver, uh, but Connolly's is the one who's jumping in with Taze out and Kara not being quite ready. And then Kinger is also deciding to leave his fourth line of Henrik Borgström, Ryan Carpenter, and Mackenzie Entwistle here together once again, because those three actually have been dynamite the past three or four games together. Uh, Borgström's randomly come to life, and for the most part, when they've been on the ice, they've been spending it in the offensive zone. So I completely agree with the decision by Derek King to keep that trio together uh, but it's going to be interesting to see how Kirby Doc and Philip Kurashev jumping up with Jonathan Taves out and kind of also separating Sam Lafferty onto the third line. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays in effect here tonight uh, against a high-scoring Colorado Avalanche team. And speaking of the Avs, this will be the fourth and final meeting between the Blackhawks and Colorado this season, thank God, because uh, the Avs have won all three so far outscoring the Hawks 10-5 in the process. Uh, And having just played this team on Monday, us Blackhawks fans, we know what kind of Herculean effort it's going to take for the Hawks to even be right in the thick of things throughout the way later on tonight because Colorado is just on a completely different level right now. They're 38-3 now on the season. Just an incredible run they've been on recently. They now own the top point percentage in the entire NHL. They've won every game except for one so far here in the month of January. They also only have two regulation losses total since the beginning of December. They got the best offense in the NHL coming in at well over four goals per game, and the roster is absolutely loaded from top to bottom. I mean, they're just on a completely different different level right now. The only thing the Hawks have going for them is that superstar Nathan McKinnon is not going to be able to suit up tonight after suffering uh, a gruesome broken nose on Wednesday against the Boston Bruins, a tough collision there with forward Taylor Hall. Um, and we just got an update actually moments ago on McKinnon that he's not going to be able to play for the next three games Colorado due to also suffering a facial fracture, which is tough to hear. Uh, you know, one of the most electric players in the entire NHL, even if he is a member of the rival avalanche. You never want to see a superstar like that off of the ice for too much time. Uh, but you're not going to hear me complaining at all about the dog not being able to go against the Blackhawks here tonight. That gives them a little bit more of a fighting chance. Um, but to be real for a moment, we have now seen the Hawks string together a handful of pretty solid efforts in a row, dating back to the weekend home-and-home home against the Minnesota Wild. I know on Friday night, it looks kind of like a lopsided final outcome, but it wasn't one of those games where the Blackhawks actually put up a stinker. They were pretty good in terms of their effort level and competitiveness. Uh, just so happened that Minnesota took advantage of the few opportunities that they got, while the Blackhawks on the other end simply couldn't buy a goal. Um, And I know that the consistency overall has been the biggest problem for this team. There's no doubt about it. Um, But they got some momentum right now. And also, they've put together a pair of good performances in a row against the Avs. Both of the last two meetings they faced them, the Hawks have been right there. So they know what they have to do in order to have success against these type of teams. We saw it on Monday. We saw it over the weekend against the Wild. We saw it earlier on in the month when the Blackhawks found a way to upset Vegas. They know what they have to do to have success here tonight. And with Mark andre Fleury being back in net the 11th time in the last 12 games, Flowers getting the nod from Derek King. I'm not saying the Blackhawks are going to win. Obviously, that's a tough task with the Avs having only lost once here in January. Um, But I do believe the Hawks can put up a a good fight at the very least because they know what it takes. And they've had success against this Avs team. They haven't been able to convert into very many goals, but they've been right there the last two times out. And even in the last time, these teams met at the United Center. The Blackhawks took the Avs to overtime, and then Cal McCarr, of course, went on to turn Kirby Dock into a meme, um, but the Blackhawks were right there in that one. They were right there on Monday. They have a chance. They just need to play to the best of their abilities, and I think it all starts, I believe, in that first period. Because a great example is Monday, in the last meet against the Avs. In that first period, they were able to keep it even. They were probably even the better team off the rip. And that kept them right there throughout the rest of the way. The first period's important. Super key for the Blackhawks, I believe, tonight. Because if they fall behind 2 to nothing, the game's already over right there and then. Even though we saw the offense pot eight goals on Wednesday... That's not something they've been doing consistently this year. We can't expect that to continue on. So if the Blackhawks, I believe, if they can be ready to go in those opening 20 minutes, get that first goal, it's so key, and just get off to a good start, chances are they're going to find themselves in a tight battle down the stretch. And that's really all you can ask for right now when you're going up against a Stanley Cup contender like the Colorado Avalanche. All right, that takes care of my preview of tonight's game at the United Center between the Hawks and Avs. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to talk about all of the Hawks' latest roster moves and injury updates, as well as a recent rumor on their ongoing GF search. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. It's the new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or even eating healthier, then make sure to include Bilt Bar in your plan, because right now, you can get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. And so many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie, coconut almond or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie. Either way you choose, Bilt Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because they taste so good, you'll actually want to eat them. Unlike some other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or even taste like a chemical spill. And even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is also good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Bilt Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And for a limited time offer, Go to BuiltBar.com right now, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com with the exclusive promo code LOCKED15. That's one word, LOCKED, in all caps, followed by the number 15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. Welcome back to Locked On Blackhawks. I'm your host Jack Bushman. Moving on into segment two here this afternoon, I also wanted to be sure to discuss all of the latest roster moves that the Blackhawks recently made, heading into their final three-game homestand before the NHL All-Star break. First, goaltender Arvid Soderblom was reassigned to the Rockford IceHogs on Thursday, along with fellow netminder Kale Morris, who had been serving on the Blackhawks taxi squad as of late. Um, while Colin Delia has officially been called up by the Blackhawks for this final three-game stretch, but more so than the moves, I was interested to hear what Derek King had to say about the situation after um I think it was after Wednesday's game. Because no, it was actually yesterday when he had his media session, excuse me. But Kinger said that this was simply a move to get Soderblom some more game action with the Hogs, They have a back-to-back this weekend, uh, tonight and tomorrow. Uh, So he he simply wants to get Soderblom more action before this huge pause. And King also added that the plan for Soderblom is for him to be in the NHL permanently sometime soon. Likely, once Marc-Andre Fleury gets dealt here in the next couple of weeks. So that sure gives me the belief that the Hawks certainly have liked what they've seen from Soderblom so far, and they want to start ripening him up at the NHL level in the second half of the season, which, honestly, I think that's the best idea here. I think with the direction things are kind of heading for this team, I mean, let's face it, playoffs, you know, it's kind of that feeling. So why not? Get both Kevin Lankinen and Arvid Soderblom as much experience as possible. Once Flower is gone, it only makes sense for the future, right? So yes, Soderblom has been sent down to the Ice Hogs, but there's a purpose for that. They want to get him as much action as possible, and it doesn't sound like he's going to be for Rock be down with Rockford for very long. Um, on the other side, we'll see. If Collin Delia winds up getting any game action here, um, but I will admit, there's probably a pretty strong chance that King just continues to ride with Flurry for these final three games here before the All-Star break, considering how well he's been playing in net as of late, and undoubtedly how Flurry has been giving them a chance basically each and every night uh, for the past couple of months now. Also, one thing, uh, head coach Derek. King talked about recently came following the morning skate here today when he provided a couple of injury updates as well. First, forward Tyler Johnson, who, of course, a couple months ago became uh, the second NHL player ever after Jack Eichel to undergo ADR disc replacement surgery, is now probably about a month away from being fully healthy. And we've started to see Johnson, you know, on the ice before practice from time to time for past month or so now, it feels like. Um, so everything, you know, seems to still be, still be progressing well at this point, which is obviously uh, step number one with kind of an unknown surgery and how it's going to affect NHL players. It has been done on professional athletes before, but Eichel and Johnson are the first two NHL players that have undergone this surgery. So um things continue to go well though. Looks like it's been a good choice for Johnson. The Blackhawks, unlike the Buffalo Sabres and that whole process with Eichel, the Blackhawks totally left it up to Johnson. <clears throat> this was the route that he wanted to go with. Um and now looks like he could be coming back maybe around this time in February. And that would be quite the helpful addition to a Blackhawks top six forward group that has struggled mightily for the most part this season on the offensive end. So hopefully Johnson can just continue to keep heading in the right direction here and uh, will, you know, maybe be able to return to practice here in full capacity in the next couple of weeks. And then for defenseman Riley Stillman, Derek King did say that he's still going to be out for at least another two two to three weeks here due to the shoulder injury that he suffered last Friday against the Minnesota Wild and just feels like the case all season long I've mentioned it a bunch on the sh- on the show it just seems like the Hawks have never had all of their NHL defensemen healthy at the same time so far this season it's been weird and this is a tough one for Stillman because he had just finally I felt like Started to kind of come out of his shell a little bit and was you know chipping in offensively. I think he had a four or five game point streak there. So uh, tough for Stillman. Still gonna be out for another two to three weeks, and uh, I expect to see a lot of Caleb Jones and Eric Gustafson in the lineup for those games that Stillman is forced to miss, unless Derek King does this, does uh pulls a little bit of a surprise and finally decides to give Wyatt Kalnuck his chance with this something that I've been asking for for the past couple of weeks now. All right, there is an update on some of the Blackhawks' recent roster moves and injured players. Coming up in just a minute, I'll also get into the latest talk around the league concerning the Blackhawks' current search for a new general manager. But first, I need to talk to you all about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season long on more props Odds and lines than ever before as football season in the NFL is marching towards the conference championships. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action here in 2022. Head on over to our new update a desktop or mobile website to sign up today and you'll also receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You just got to use our exclusive promo code lockedon. That's one word in all caps and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus. From basketball to football, the NHL, boxing and UFC Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. And if you sign up today, you'll also receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You just got to use our exclusive promo code LockedOn. That's one word in all caps to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game begins. Alright, we're back here on Lockdown Blackhawks, getting into segment three now real quick. Before I let you all go enjoy your weekends, I still wanted to be sure to go over the latest whisper out there regarding the Blackhawks' ongoing GM search, which is now in the middle of the interview process this week. And in fact... Could even be going on right now as I speak to y'all here on the podcast, and if you turned in tuned into the show yesterday, uh, where I went over the statement that President Danny Wirtz made about this whole process, then you know that the Blackhawks are wanting the search to be finished rather quickly. They want a decision made before the NHL trade deadline at the end of March, which is now you know a little less than two months away, basically. But according to Frank Saravalli from the Daily Faceoff. He said yesterday, he was told by a source, that the Blackhawks are actually looking to have someone hired here in the next two to three weeks. Which seems like it would be a little bit quick to me, but I also do understand why they're in a little bit of a hurry. Because look, there's a lot of guys in a lot of parts that are probably going to be moved here. You know, with Marc-Andre Fleury playing playing the way that he is right now, standing on his head on a nightly basis, and also, considering the Hawks' ability to retain a ton of salary, because they're not going to be buyers here at the deadline, that's for sure. That's putting them in a pretty good position to snatch back a first round pick in the upcoming NHL draft. They got to capitalize on that opportunity. You also got to consider Dylan Strom's stock is going up at the moment after his first career hat trick on Wednesday and his first career four point game. There's also. Calvin DeHaan, who's on the trade block, he's been a shot block warrior as of late and could be a solid defensive ad for a team that's trying to contend for a Stanley Cup. Dominic Kubelik also is a name that's out there. He's been picking his game up as of late. So there's a lot of potential moves that could be coming in the next month and a half for the Blackhawks. And you would think that they want the person who is actually going to be leading them in the future. You got to think that they want them to be the one that's making those moves. Whether that's Kyle Davidson or not, we don't know right now. So I do understand why they're in a little bit of a hurry right now. Um, And honestly, when I first heard this news, it kind of gave me the impression. um, Also, you know, kind of considering that the front office, they've hired an advisory committee for this process, they also hired. Mike Ford, as I mentioned on the show yesterday, I just feel like they've probably done a lot of research in the past couple of months and now have a pretty good idea of the handful of candidates that they want to actually bring in for interviews. That's just my thought on this whole thing, but you know, we'll see if this rumor from Frank Saravalli even winds up being true. Uh, But it does sound like the Hawks could be trying. To get this decision made here sometime rather soon for their new general manager going forward. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Friday, January 28th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out. Day and after the show, be sure to go and check out the Lockdown Bets podcast, which is hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and even Lee Sterling's lock of the day by just simply following the Lockdown Bets podcast. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to go and check out Lockdown Bets right now wherever you get your podcasts. Once again. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can go and catch me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the Blackhawks or the show, feel free to email lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.